0: place resident in Houston, Texas, and I want to know, ask the education board, what are we doing for our children so far as counseling? Because Houston are, is not embracing our children in those school systems. And we, I need to know, what are we doing to
1: get some counseling to those children? Nothing?
2: For Free Speech Radio News in New Orleans, this is Christian Roseland with Michael Liebenthal.
3: Free Speech Radio News is produced at Pacifica Station's KPFA in Berkeley and KPFK in Los Angeles. Our newscast is produced by Simba Russo and Monica Lopez. Our headlines editor is Shannon Young. Washington editor is Mitch Jezerich. Our technical production team is Jade paget seekins and Eric Klein. For more information or to get archives of this or any other newscast or documentary, you can visit our website at www.fsrn.org. In Los Angeles, I'm Aura Bogado.
1: You're listening to WCBN in Ann Arbor, A Square, y'all. This is Jake and Jake at WBCN. John that's Titt. F-
4: that's WCBN.
1: WBCN. CZCVN. C-B- I'm from Ann
4: Arbor, Michigan. Is- Ann Arbor, ow! Yeah, I was
1: there during the 60s when the universe bends something. Alright, so, uh, hi guys out there in Iron Arbor. Now we're in C- WBCN. Yep. WCN. 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 FFN. In Harbor. WCN.
2: Downstairs.
1: WCBN. WCN. Right, W-C-B-N. right W-C-B-N. on. Jake and Jake. I'm on the move.
2: Yeah, okay, right
1: on. I got T-shirts, nine bubble sticks.
5: What are we doing in here? Dan, get off my foot. There are hangers everywhere, Christy.
0: And what's up with these mothballs?
5: This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe.
0: Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man.
5: Closets, Closets are, are for, for clothes. clothes. Closets are for Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence.
0: 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. (laughs) We're here. We're on. Closets are for Clothes on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor.
5: The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies.
0: We are your hosts, Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal, thanks for joining us.
5: Let's go. Well, uh, we barely made it here. Yeah. That's for sure. We like walked in the door like two minutes ago, and uh, we were all stuck outside. Um, and this wonderfully balmy. Um
0: Ooh, it's so warm out. There. <laughs> <laughs> make it
5: early today. Yes, really. Dang. Um, but yeah, it's like twenty-seven degrees. Dang. So it's but
0: to get up to
1: forty
5: something. Yeah. Wow. ching Yeah. Isn't it something? You
1: can't function like this.
5: So, um, it's going to be uh, Dan Burns and Meredith Hockman. I'm here this evening. I just wanted to um, send out my condolences to Christy and her partner um, this past weekend. Um, unfortunately, um, uh, Christy was uh, gone last week uh, due to her um, mother-in-law being a sick, and then we found out on Saturday that um, she actually passed away, so um, our hearts and sending good energy to uh Christy mm-hmm. and um her partner and her family. Um uh It's not an easy time. No, it's not.
0: Send positive energy.
5: Exactly. Exactly and and good health. Um so please folks, if you're having any type of
0: random weird pain, even if you're not
5: Yes.
1: Visit
0: oh. your doctor for a physical. Exactly. Make sure everything's in working order.
5: Definitely. And if you don't have insurance or something, you're a student, there's like there the are health lots services places if you can go. If you uh, uh, can't afford it and still don't have insurance, um, there are other places, the Hope Clinic, um, mm-hmm. the Washington County Health Department, um, Uh, Planned Parenthood, I think, does it on a sliding scale if it's that type of ailment um, or
0: sexual,
5: sexual related, I guess. Yes, or reproductive. Um, Reproductive. That's 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 right. Right. Exactly. So anyway, so please take care of your folks. uh, That's one of the things. Well, take
0: care of yourself and take care of your family. Definitely. Definitely. Encourage your loved ones to get a physical.
5: Definitely. Exactly. So, um, we have a big show tonight. I know. Holy moly. I mean, we have like all kinds of guests. I mean, actually, each one of us brought a guest in tonight. Yes. <laughs> so, um, it should be a, a pretty interesting. So, um, kind of bear with us as we're kind of...
0: Making our way. Yes. In exa- the world today.
5: That's right. Exactly. <laughs> with our <laughs> luck. Yeah, my microphone fell apart just before, while during our... Um, I couldn't get in the door. Thank, yeah.
0: Thank God Alex showed up. He's like, yes. you can't open the door.
5: No. <laughs> no. So. So anyway, so how are you, Meredith?
0: Okay, I've decided. I've come up with a conspiracy theory. Uh oh. Okay. I'm you, you. I'm definitely going to the Bahamas. Okay? Oh great! So I've okay. Been doing like some shopping. Okay. And I went to my favorite fat girl store to go shopping.
1: Fantastic. It's
0: probably the one most people know. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I tell you, every time I go in there and try something on in their mirrors, I think that I am fatter. Oh. Than I probably really am. Okay. Oh no. I think that they have fat. Mirrors in there, so that you'll buy more clothes from them.
5: They have fat mirrors in there. Mm-hmm. Why would why? Because they don't want fat you to mirrors. think
0: that you're like too small. Or, I don't know. There's something about their mirrors. I think that they want me to feel really bad about myself. So I'll go out oh. and I'll eat some
5: more food and
1: still be able
0: to wear their
5: I
1: darn see.
5: clothing. Gotcha. I was I was like, okay, wow. Because I would think that they would want to uh, do the exact opposite, they have like thin mirrors no. like they do at like weight watchers and stuff, where you know you look five pounds uh slimmer if, if you go into the yeah they have a, they actually have like a some type of mirror in their bathroom or something i've never been in uh, um really yeah they have a, a mirror that you can go in you can look like what you look like five five pounds less um oh. it's it 's shaped in just such a way so that you can be able to
0: Stop it. That's an urban myth.
5: Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it is. <laughs> well, then you're going to have to go to Weight Watchers and find out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. That's
0: my conspiracy. Every time I go oh. in there and I try something on, first of all, the mannequins are not the size of women who normally shop there. Gotcha. Because if you look at the back of them, they pin things. so it's, Oh. So I'll try to find. I'm like, oh, that looks cute on the mannequin. No.
5: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. so yeah wow yeah
0: that's my complaint
5: dang that's my story at least the store that i go to doesn't have those uh it doesn't have mannequins it just has uh where they put like shirt combinations shirt paint i mean they do combinations versus um you you can have a
0: mannequin but then have one that is the size of people who shop there
5: right exactly so I get a better idea of what I'm really gonna look like Mm -hmm. in this yeah right
0: so yeah, that's my Man. conspiracy theory. I'm not sure now that after being in the dressing room that I want to go to the Bahamas and be on the beach in my oh,
5: in suit. <laughs> well I think you looked good in that two piece. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so but yeah, goodness. So. I mean you're gonna be. I just think how wonderful it's gonna be in the Bahamas. How warm and and uh, sunny and all those. I want
0: someone to write me a song about going to the Bahamas because I've been wandering around singing uh-huh. I'm going to the Bahamas.
5: Hey. Hey, it's you not, know what? It's not a very At WCBN, story. I think we could probably find something about Bahamas. Maybe I
0: can convince Alex to write me a song about the Bahamas.
5: Yeah, you know, he might he might know of a few things, you know. Yeah. Yes. He might just like you never know with Alex. He comes up with some stuff, and he you're does. like, "Wow, he how how?" He constantly
0: amazes me.
5: Exactly, so. Man, oh man. Yeah. So how are you? I you know, I'm i I'm I'm okay. I decided that I was well it's that's one of a those
0: resounding I'm okay.
5: That's right. And you are too. <laughs> um it's um I, well, I, I'm taking this class, and so and it, I thought, oh, okay, so there's some things that I'm kind of working through this, this semester or whatever, so I thought I'd take kind of an easier class on computers, and I know, mm-hmm. I know enough about computers that I can get myself through.
1: Right.
5: But I don't know, like, about computers and how they work. I just, right. I have my own little Dan Burns theory. And um and <laughs> That so, there are
0: little elves inside? Th- right,
5: hello! I mean, that's how <laughs> the, the, the squirrels are running and things like this or whatever, and they just pass notes. Because that's how I feel. Yeah, hello, exactly. <laughs> and that's why they have to be the size they are.
0: They're like mice they've read that have giant heads.
5: <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. And they run around in there and they can like spell things
1: for it. Yeah.
5: totally. Exactly. So that's what I think. So, I mean, I just I love to see the school that actually trains them. But, um, <laughs> um, so anyway, so what happened, so I decided, so I wrote my first paper and it has to be an APA style and all these different things and I haven't done APA style and it's only like a one page paper. <laughs> and I'm like, why do I have to do like, like, you know, an APA style? And of course it's on stuff that I already know. Uh-huh. So it's not something that I like wouldn't know. And things, I mean that I would that I'd have to go look up. Right. So I'm like writing the paper and things, and I get to the point of about uh, touchscreens and how you manipulate data by touching the screen. Uh-huh. Some people use fingers, and some people use stylists, S-T-Y-L-I-S-T, <laughs> not S-T-Y-L-U-S. Right. Um. And so it was one of those like. Oh my gosh, I can't believe So I reread it the next morning after I had already submitted the paper. You don't know. you hate that? And I read it the next morning and I see that, oh yes, and some people have uh, used touchscreens and they use their stylist. <laughs> so, and you know, so
0: Jeremy could come in and push the screen for Exactly,
5: huh? <laughs> exactly. And I was just like, you know, it's very awkward to be carrying one of them around, you know, they don't in your shirt in your pocket. Popcorn. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, it takes kind of,
0: forever for them to get
5: dressed. Uh, hello, <laughs> exactly. They have their hair done. It just makes things so much worse. Um, but it would be kind of awkward. So it was kind of a fun thing. So, um, and so I wrote him, you know, wrote my professor and said, you know, I realize I made this mistake. Hopefully you find some humor in it. And um, it is pretty funny. Yeah, exactly. And then I, of course, said, P.S. And um, of course, this begs the question if it's stylus, as L U S, if you have multiple of them, is style I or is it a style us's? It's
0: got to be style, style I. I well, or is it, well,
5: alumnus or is, is of- a, alumna. Is it a male or fem ma- masculine or feminine version yeah. of that word? I'm
0: gonna guess it's masculine.
5: <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I looked it up on a website and to order them, and it's styluses. But
0: it doesn't
5: seem right well, it doesn't seem right to me either, kind of thing, so that's now now, since I've been sharing the story with people, there's been You've this like debate, <laughs> yeah, there's been this debate and and of course, I have not heard from the professor to so,
0: what if people wanted to come and weigh in on our debate about stylists versus style live What would they do, Dan oh,
5: they would be up a creek. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could um, email Meredith at closetsontheair.com. Um, it's M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, and let her know how you weigh in on this. <laughs> Do you feel it's style I or silences? Um or um, uh, or you know, yeah, that would be a good way. Um, uh, see, the thing is, yes, exactly. So but definitely. If,
0: uh, no, it could be either. I just looked it up online. How did you look it up? Uh, at dictionary.com. Well, fancy that. Now, now,
5: why is there a difference between the two? When would you use style and when would you use style I?
0: I don't... I think it's probably preference.
5: Aha. Uh-huh.
0: That's my guess. That some people would say you can't say style I. So, would this be like
5: one of those economic divides that, you know, or um, educational divides of if you use certain things because mm-hmm. you know um, you're used to the... Is it Greek or is it Latin? It's Latin. It's probably Latin. That you would know... Which is which, you know, like mm, probably. Hmm, interesting. And mm-hmm. the versus the ones who don't know who haven't been exposed to the to the Latin language or
0: Right, or they're different yeah, a different source.
5: <laughs> are, I don't oh know. my gosh. So we're um, crazy. And so <laughs> um but um but yeah, so that'd be kind of interesting. So and then um
0: what else? Dan, what else is happening?
5: Well, that's that's what's, it's been kind of a it's been kind of a slow week for me. And um, I find that hard to believe. Well, that's true because I did have a lot of other things that were going on. But you know, well, the Martin Luther King um, Jr. Day was on Monday, and you know, it was one of those days that I just I was I was feeling crappy, didn't really want to go to work. But I said, no, I'm not feeling that crappy that I can't go to work. It's just my own mood. And so I went into work and went to my did some did some my morning work and then was like, you know, I'm going to go to an event uh, this morning. Talked to my supervisor about it. She said, sure, go ahead. So I went to the event and was going to come back and then work the rest of the day. Right. Well, then she had tickets to this luncheon for MLK. <laughs> so I was like, wow, okay. So then I went to the luncheon kind of thing. Came right. back. It was like two thirty, three 3 o'clock. Um, worked for another two, three hours and then went off to this, oh, to the, uh, Kate um, was talking about, uh, oh, Kate the- Brindle was talking mm-hmm. about the Breon Words at Eastern Michigan University. Mm-hmm. So I s- ran over to, to Eastern Michigan University and went to Wise Hall and looked looked up and went to the to the the exhibit cuz it's not really a display mm-hmm. and um it was it was fascinating there were some interactive things mm-hmm. where um <clears throat> there was very there was, uh, there was one room i really didn't quite understand um It was called Justice, and it basically had term papers on the wall um, and hanging from the wall with paper clips. And I didn't quite understand it. And then they had also, like, electrical wires. Well, I understood what was really happening. They were talking about um, how people are um, not terrorized, but how there is other ways of dealing with prisoners, of torture. They're talking about torture. And, in the um, justice room. In the justice room. And I wasn't really clear what that really, you know, what they were trying to get across with that. And it was all done, it was all dark, it was all lit by. Um, uh, if you do go to this exhibit, I don't know if it's still going, but mm-hmm. if you do go to this exhibit, please prepare. There are, there's nudity, there's definitely violence, there's definitely, there's pictures of, in the, in the run room regarding race. Um, there are actual pictures of lynchings. There's actual. Um, it's very. They have a caution tape up. Um, but it, you don't quite understand. You think it's part of the exhibit. You don't really understand until you're past the caution tape. That it's meant. that. Uh, then it hits you. Uh, oh, that's what that's for. Uh, so that's one of the things just to be really careful about. But it was. But I think it was very interesting. The the luncheon I went to. Um, they the it was a judge and he was commenting on how. Um, he was commenting on you know here we are dealing with um the nomination of judge alito Correct. and um and how people just seem to be very apathetic and kind of just taking the oh, back seat yes. and not being very vocal and in fact you know I we talked about that last it's just week happen, why, there's nothing bother. i can do yeah. you know it's um and just kind of being very uh relaxed about it mm-hmm. well the problem that he said it says oh yeah so here i am in uh, the city of detroit or detroit suburb and um and you guys are going to be hosting the uh, NFL games and we were all like yeah yeah like this or whatever and he says you know and I really hope Detroit you know does really well with this but won't it be very interesting Monday morning. On the next day, if they didn't have good referees, if the referees were voting for one one version or the next, mm-hmm. wouldn't that you know, wouldn't we be all in an uproar? Wouldn't there be people talking about it? Wouldn't there be this be on the news? Wouldn't right. this be something?
0: Like there was clear preference.
5: Uh, yeah, there was clear preference to a side, to a side and yet. We're still doing nothing about Judge Alito. Mm-hmm. I thought that was I mean, a really good. People
0: call into sports radio stations mm-hmm. and young people, and...
5: exactly. But they won't do that with uh, no. with our uh, Supreme Court justices. So it's very strange. So it's food for thought, and so I've been thinking about that, and, and how I should take action, and things like this, and how I should get involved in my community, and mm-hmm. and um, becoming a. Uh, uh, an active part of the community. But we um, are honored this evening with um, someone who's very active in our community. In fact, you can't pick up any news publication or any type of gay publication without um, uh, seeing Joe Court, and um, uh, he is a, a, a best-selling author and a gay affirmative therapist. Joe Court is with us, and we're going to be talking about his book, 10 Smart Things Gay Men Can Do to Find Real Love. So, welcome to the show, Joe.
6: Hi, thank you. thanks for having me
5: yes so um so this with this book it was very when when reading it, I, I was impressed that um, that it wasn't the, the the typical like relationship book about um, you know the women need to be doing this and the men need to be doing this and it, it was much more male focused and not just about um, gay relationships.
6: You now, when I wrote this book, I really wanted it to be a men's book about men in relationship with men who happen to be gay and, and in love with one another. There's really not any books out there that, are, that take that angle about us being men and what it's like to be in relationships with other men.
5: And, and what brought you to talking about this?
6: Um, I actually went through about, in 1999, I did a men's workshop called the Mankind Project, and I'd always had sort of a hunger and a longing to bond with other men, um, not just gay men, but straight men. And I'd gone through this workshop, and it it completely changed my life. Uh and really reminded me of all the unfinished business I had with straight men and just how men had treated me over the years for being a different kind of man, a different kind of male. And so after that, I started just noticing it in, in my clients that they sh- were struggling with the same kinds of issues around how they were treated, the, g- the gender bashing, I, I think, that we, yes. we get as gay men. Yes. And uh, then I started noticing it in my clients, in their relationships, and I started writing about it. Hmm.
5: And, and I think that's that's true. I mean, one of the things of just you're when you're not a, a man enough that they call you sissy or gay or... Uh, something where it's to be gay, you're not fully a man.
6: That's the patriarchal attitude out there. Is if you're not this lack, uh, unaffectionate, unemotional, you know, driven kind of man, then like you said, you're not really a man, and you're punished in our society. D- and for gay men, we're really not the typical man, just by by nature of loving other men.
5: Right. Right. Exactly. Now you're not saying that all men are not like. Unaffectionate, or or um, or, or uh, have difficulty with intimacy, or you're just saying that those that are maybe having troubles in a relationship that that might be some cues. Uh,
6: I'm saying you're right. I'm saying there are men that are, but we're conditioned not to be. It's almost like we're rewarded as males for for being less emotional and less affectionate, or at least showing it, showing less. Yes. yes. And so because we're rewarded in that way, then getting into relationship and having to show it most men don't know how and and have to be taught and that's what ends up interfering in the relationships
5: now in one of your chapters you have uh, becoming the man you were meant to be um and it, so what are some things that that uh, to discover it, it kind of for me was more like a uh, like discovering my inner maleness or my or my inner man not necessarily my inner boy but my inner man
6: exactly Um, So, like, I've had clients over the years say, you know, I stopped dancing because I was told that wasn't very manly, or I don't cross my legs this way because I was taught, you know, that wasn't to be a man. In fact, I don't know if you know this, I was just interviewed for a magazine, they were talking about um, that there are coaches now that teach gay um, celebrities how to act straight. Yes. How to act like a masculine man so that there's no um, idea that they're gay but and i said to her i was so horrified by cuz i said that's exactly what gay gay males do to themselves in, in childhood
1: yes mm-hmm.
6: and that's what i mean when i'm talking about those kinds of things that i mean to the man what's what i what my book is saying is what's less manly about that just cuz we've been taught that it's less manly doesn't mean that it is
5: and definitely you definitely challenge some of my gender roles like what is you know like what really is uh, what what does make up a man? What does make up a, a like a woman? Or what's feminine? What's masculine? Um, and and it really allowed me to be like who I am, not necessarily what society like you're saying the patriarch patriarch tells me I need to be like.
6: Exactly. Good.
5: And and one of the other and so with that discovery, um, it, it was it, there were some things, and then how do I relate to my partner and and communicating and um, and in working through some of the intimacy, I mean, I think that's one of the, sometimes the biggest problems we have is, is dealing with intimacy. I'm sorry if you're hearing the, the high-pitched noise. Uh, we're, we're moving a chair over. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, note to self, when people are who are listening, um, when our fundraiser happens, <laughs> that, might be, no. <laughs> that might be one of the things we need to get, be bought around here. Um, but... Um, and so what are some things that I can do to, to work through that intimacy with my partner? Um,
6: well, I like what you said. You, you brought up the communication. I, I, I named the chapter on communication, learning how to disarm, not strong-arm your partner.
5: Right.
1: Because
6: the idea is that um, we're, we're constantly taking things personal and um, having big reactions to things that we are taking personal. So the idea is I, end up, I have a, a box of Q-tips that I keep in my office and oh. the acronym of quit taking it personally and I'll actually oh, give them to the couples in my office. That is say, great. It is great because it's reminding you this is not personal. This is your partner's story, not your story. You don't have to wear it. It's his issue or her issue, you know?
1: Right,
5: right.
6: That's hard to do. I know it sounds simple, but it, it's, it's required, or you're going to have a lot of reactivity in the relationship, and you won't communicate.
5: Exactly. Now, I have to admit, the most fascinating chapter of your book um, uh-huh. was the, um, the sexual shadow. Um, so could you tell me a little bit about the sexual shadow?
6: Yeah, what I did was I've been studying quite a bit, actually, in helping people understand why they have their sexual desires, their fantasies, their um, the things that, that turn them on the most. We call it erotic intelligence, that hmm. your identity um, is not only embedded in your personality, but it's also embedded in what you like sexually. So what turns you on and helps you achieve your peak erotic experience has information about who you are as a person. Hmm. So um, if somebody is um, very attracted to a big beefy, and, and this is not a cookbook, so I, I'm going to say this, and it's not going to be true for everyone. Let's say you're tr- you're attracted to big beefy muscular um, guys, and um, that's the only thing that can, that's the main thing that would be a peak erotic experience for you. For some of my clients. When you decode that and you understand the intelligence of that, um, it might be that there's a hunger for male strength. There's a, mm. there's a hunger for uh, more masculinity in their life. Mm. People with daddy fantasies, you know, looking right. for leather daddies or wanting to be a leather d- daddy. There's a hunger, and this isn't a bad thing, it's a no. good thing, a hunger for fathering or to be fathered, nurtured. Mm.
5: Right. Well, and I think that that's one of the things that you kept talking about in the book is that it's it's kind of like uh, interpreting dreams. Uh, to me, the, exactly, is something's happening. Uh, so I may interpret something in my dream and how that, uh, what that means to me, versus if Meredith had the same dream about my about leather daddies,
6: <laughs> <laughs> which I do all the time,
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> it would mean something totally different.
6: So exactly. And this erotic intelligence isn't just for men, it's for women, too, but I I mean, obviously, since the book's for gay men. Um, but, you know, like, if you're somebody that likes to go to the baths, or you like to be an exhibitionist, or you like to be a voyeur, there, there's a reason for that. That doesn't come out of nowhere.
5: Right. Right. Go ahead, Meredith. Uh,
0: I was going to say, so what are some of the messages? I mean, I know I realize the book is obviously for for men, but what are some of the messages that women can take away from your book that...
6: Oh, God, I, would, I wish that I want to write another book that women would pick up, you know, that it wouldn't be just directed to one sex or the other. But women, I think, if they read it, they would really understand the punishment. I mean, it's severe, the punishment that um, men get, particularly gay men. I think sometimes women, lesbians, get off the hook, even though they're still punished. A, they get off the hook because straight men uh, eroticize them.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: And they, they can't, straight men cannot eroticize us, so instead they humiliate and beat us down, em- emotionally or physically. And it would be so nice if women could read about what, um, just the the horrible punishment that gay men go through, and then the aftermath of that. Mm-hmm.
5: Right. If you're hearing a third voice, it's a Jeremy from uh, Rap. So just kind of let people know <laughs> what's happening here. Um, so, and and I think that, and it's it could be interpreted in many different ways. Like just even for instance, um, like you're referring to earlier with um, people who are fantasizing about having sex with straight men. Um, exactly. There, I mean, it could be anything from if they want to be dominated or something like this, or they want to dom- dominate this this other person, and may ha- have to do how their relationship with straight men are in their life.
6: Right. Actually, escorts have always understood this. They will always say, they'll say um, the, the, the people that want to be dominated and be submissive to them are the ones that are their CEOs during the day. You know, they're mm. in charge of their whole life in the bedroom. They want to be um, controlled. Oh. And there's a reason for that. And that that's the erotic intelligence of it.
5: Gotcha. And and what about like for instance um Oh, great. I just left that note. So what um <laughs> so but there, there but it's a variety of different things. I mean that that also could mean how um it, it, with straight men, that, that if there's a, um, not only the relationship, but also trying to master that, trying to, they're they're also using their, their sexual fantasy to try to work through whatever that relationship is. It's not necessarily. That's, right. um,
6: it, 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 that, that's a very big fantasy for gay men is um, winning over a straight guy or, or uh, seducing a straight guy. And I and I say in the book, that I, I think has a lot to do with how punished we have been for, by straight guys and how we don't get their approval, we don't get their acceptance. What a better way to get his acceptance to win him over by getting him aroused by you.
0: So, Joe, one of the things that you talk about in the book is how you can become Mr. Right for someone else. Yes. What are some of the things that you, I mean, what's the top thing someone needs to work on in order to, to become Mr. Right so to speak. Well the first in thing general. is I don't
6: believe that you have to get yourself ready to, um and then be in a relationship. I say right away in the book be getting yourself ready for a relationship is to be in a relationship or to be dating. So it's counterintuitive. Mo- I think a lot of people say I can't do that until I I get my 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 stuff in order and I think sometimes that's used to not get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is to get out there and start dating even though it's hard even though it's barbaric it's very hurtful there's no rules um it's being a better man means getting out there and not taking it personal and let, allowing yourself being to be vulnerable right and and taking feedback from people um and saying you know okay i hear this didn't work out and i'm not saying this is easy but to be able to say, this isn't working out, can you tell me why it didn't work out for you? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it about me? Was there something about me? And I, that's a major step, because even if the guy's wrong, it's information about you.
5: Right.
1: Right. And it's and also...
6: Go ahead.
5: No, I think you you're you were just about to say what I was going to ask you.
6: Well, it's also information about, like, what your judgments are. Like, mm-hmm. I, in my therapy, and especially my groups, I allow judgments. Not in a mean way, but... The whole idea of learning about yourself is from your judgments. So, if you have judgment about guys that you're dating, that's saying more about you than it is about them, and you learn a lot about yourself.
5: Exactly. And I think that you're the one. The the big thing I I learned from the book is that the world brings that my interpretive interpretation of the world actually lets it signals a lot about me, mm-hmm. and and exactly. my interaction with the world, and that sometimes it's not necessarily that I'm a bad or a good person. It just there's a lot of feedback in the world that comes toward me, and I'm not talking about the person who flips you off in the middle of uh, the traffic. I'm not talking about that <laughs> one. I'm talking about some other. But I guess that could be if you get several of them, <laughs> that might be some. Uh, I
0: think it's something that you said in your previous book about how, you know, oftentimes when you're in a relationship, the things that the fighting that happens initially is something that helps you learn about who you are and what your issues are. And I think that is really, for me, it was such a wake up call. And I think, you know, wow, I didn't realize that about my relationships. And, And I mean, you have such so many interesting things yes. to help people sort of understand their connections to other people and why they are the way that they are. And I think people don't. I think people want to say, "Oh, it's all about me." You know, I have to figure out things in my own head. And exactly, the books are so fascinating in that they really look at it from such a different perspective.
6: Right. I appreciate it because I know relationships are very mysterious and nobody talks about them. Nobody says, "This is why you're having this argument. This is what this is for. Your growth is dependent on you going through this power struggle." Mm-hmm. But yeah. it is.
5: Yes, yes. Joe Cord, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on our show. It's been um, wonderful. And thank you for uh, writing the, the book, 10 Smart Things Gay Men Can Do to Find Real Love.
6: Well, thanks for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure.
5: And um, upcoming, we're going to have um, Jeremy talking about all the events that are going on in Washington County. So we'll see you soon. His tattoo—it was just amazing. I was Damn, just like, "It's holy, just in the right really spot." Oh, oh, we're back on the air already. Sorry about that. So um, I want to introduce uh, Jeremy, which oh, people know that who's here every third Wednesday of the month. Um,
0: Hello, again. so that means this would be the third Wednesday. <laughs> it certainly is. Dun dun dun! <laughs>
5: wow, <laughs> and, <I'm>
0: smart you <laughs> and are. I just and make sure people
5: know he, oh, he, oh, she oh, is definitely. So um, nice to me. And uh, Jeremy's here from the Watch on Rainbow Action Project, um, our local community center. So
2: yes. Um, so and your
0: ahead. love. Shirt. Sorry, I am feeling groovy today.
2: You I got on a green, bright green paisley and pink shirt. It's great. And but there's it, lots of yellow.
5: But you know, what? for a day like today, it's perfect. Yes. <laughs> you know, I
2: kind of just look at it Just, just it's like I true. do all the time. When I look at Jeremy, I just <laughs> smile. Right. You know. Exactly. <laughs> he's laughing. Is what he's doing. <laughs> Funny looking. <laughs> um, I am here from Rap, and I just want to. Yeah. Say hi to everyone Yay! out there listening.
0: All right, so tell us what's going on. Yeah. Um, I, got, I got a weekend to plan or a month, whatever it is you got
2: for <laughs> me. Oh, I've got tons of stuff going on. I does. I, I, I actually, um, if any of you are not on Rap's e-list, you really should get on it because we have got stuff exploding everywhere in the county yes. <laughs> not in a bad way, a way. Um, <laughs> we just, that uh, was last segment <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, we've actually um upgraded our, our email newsletter that we've been sending out and it it really is starting to take shape and um we have special events going on and yeah. upco- like regularly scheduled events throughout the washington county area um one thing i wanted to, a couple things i want to point out this week um there is a panel discussion that is hosted or put on by the um, the the LGBTA office at the U of M and the Ann Arbor Public Library, and it's going to be on family matters, and um, in, in regards to LGBT families, uh, talking about the legal ramifications, education, um, community issues, and that's going to be on Thursday at the um, downtown library in the multi-purpose room. It's going to be on Thursday which is tomorrow, the 19th from 7 to 8.30. And they're going to have a whole panel of people down there talking um, from all different types of uh, organizations. Um, Sean from the Triangle Foundation will be there. He's the director of their policy. Um, Shannon uh, Cuddle from she is the director of the Lavender Playhouse. Uh, Mm -hmm. Beverly Davison from the from CARE, she's the president over at CARE, and uh, Johanna Mabry Mabry is uh, from Rainbow Families Great Great Lakes, and they're all going to be talking about, you know, adoption and health care, safe schools, um, domestic partner benefits, especially now with... uh, the amendment and all I'm the fighting too. going on. Yes, yes. Um,
5: and it sounds like it'll be interesting. I mean, they've got some really good, I mean, they've got some really key people that are in the, in uh, that are fighting um, exactly. on our behalf. And exactly. So I think it'll be an interesting discussion that they're going to have. Right.
2: And all of these people are really good at, at public speaking and question and answers, and they're very articulate people. Yeah. So that's going to be really cool. Um, and when's that again?
5: Tomorrow that's night? That's
2: going to be tomorrow night, the, on the 19th from 7 to 8.30 at the Downtown Library. It's in the multi purpose room so And it's the Ann Arbor Library. I know yes, you have been I'm sponsoring sorry. it. <laughs> the downtown Ann Arbor library. Right. Ann Arbor Public Library. Cool. Um, and
0: there's ample parking.
2: Yes. Oh, good. For people who are like, Oh, I don't And after that. six, oh, wait. That's that's a paid lot all the time, isn't it? I think so. Oh. It is. Wow. Well. Oh. well, there's there's But it's worth
0: a, it.
5: Yes. It's worth it. Exactly. Because it's free. So, look, that that might be... The
2: the panel discussion is free. Yes. Not the parking. Right,
5: right, right. Thank you for clarifying that. (laughs) Exactly. But Dan said on the radio (laughs) it was free. That's right. Exactly. Oh, would we get the phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) So what else is going on?
2: Oh, um, let's see. There's going to be a fundraiser for HARC, which is HIV AIDS Resource Center. On the 30th of January, and it's so easy, you don't even have to spend any money, really. Woo-hoo! Well, you do, but you don't have to like write a check but to Hark. But you get something. You get something <laughs> out of it. Applebee's on the corner of um, Eisenhower and arbor Celine Road. Um, if you go into Applebee's and you have a coupon, 10% of all the proceeds will be going to Hark. Oh and the way goodness. that you can get a coupon is to email Eliza at... Eliza at r2hark.org and i'll spell that out it's e-l-i-z-a at r the number two h-a-r-c dot o-r-g and she will send you a copy on email or yep. you can stop into the hark office and get copies too yep, exactly but it's an easy way to um support you don't have
0: to do any you can go whenever you want to
2: right it's between five and eleven
5: well to get the, the coupon Oh, I
0: meant so get to get the Applebee's.
5: People. Oh no, the
2: Applebee's. It's, it's between five and eleven p.m.
0: Right, but I mean, you don't have to go at their. Yeah, day. it's not go. a specific time. Oh, I mean, gotcha. You got a whole six-hour window to. Yeah. It's yeah.
2: really easy too, and yes. you get great food and. You're supporting the community.
5: Exactly. And one of those, those kind of events I love doing because, um, you know, you're only going for your maybe hour or something like this, Right. But mm-hmm. you're, you're seeing people from the community from all over because right. you, they're publicizing this. And, of course, everybody's going to be supporting Hark. Right. And so it's kind of like our little social hour, you mm-hmm. know, our own little well, <laughs> happy hour, but I guess i call it the gay hour, um, <laughs> you know, at and, and the Applebee's. And, and, you know, you're having good food. You're right. having good company. and
2: mm-hmm. Well, somebody suggested, hey, can we have have our meeting over there, and we can just do two things at oh, once. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Have a little go. meeting and eat and exactly. support Hark. So there we go. That was a great idea. And that's on January 30th? That is on January 30th, which is a Monday. Okay. Um, between 5 and 11 at the Eisenhower and... Um, And Arbor Road, Applebee's.
5: And you can definitely, and you have to uh, contact Eliza at r2hark.org, or you could probably, if you can't remember that, remember um, uh, uh, r2hark.org, and you can probably find Eliza's um, email.
2: Yes, if you go to the website.
5: Or, this is another way, you could also... <laughs> <laughs> choices, <laughs> um, choices. Exactly. Um, and just as we said that, the phone number went right outside my head. Because um, I can't remember if it's I don't nine remember nine
0: the last time I tried to remember it. Well, I was completely out.
5: Of um, don't
2: even ask me. I okay. really remember my own. Well,
5: remember, you will. It'll, yeah.
0: it'll come to you.
5: Well, I think, it, okay, I think it's 995-WELL, uh, but I think you have to, um, we may have to look that up. So we'll have that before the end of the segment. But um, so and then there's something happening Saturday, I believe.
2: Saturday,
5: Um, with the um, Two-Spirited. No two, um, they're going to be going to the Ark.
2: Oh um, yes, on Saturday the twenty-first. That Mm -hmm. is twice blessed. That's twice um, blessed. I'm sorry. An LGBT uh, Jewish group at Temple Beth Ameth. They're all going out to um, the Ark on Saturday. Um, and that's at eight o'clock. So the show's starting at eight o'clock. You can go to the Arc's uh, website okay. to find out more about it. You have to you have to get a ticket before you go. Right, but there there's twice blessed is a group that um, started up at Temple Beth Amith to be include to be an LGBT group for um, people of Jewish faith, and they're actually getting they're getting really excited and everything is starting to happen and I just want to bring that one up too to mm-hmm. kind of support them and make sure that they have some, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> some like visible... Well, yeah, definitely. Because they're trying to get going and you I want to show support.
0: You can also get the... Flyer thing for Applebee's on the webpage. Oh, we're oh, oh. back to I'm Hark. Like, okay, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's okay. And it's five seven two nine three five five. Five seven and two nine three five five.
5: And okay.
2: What is the what is the, w- Hark's website? It's
0: comnet.org slash Hark. There's an easier way to get to it. Yeah, I, I just typed it. in r 2 harkorg oh, oh, okay. Right. That okay. direction. Yeah.
5: Okay. Cool. It, but, but, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's how you but, get to heart. But back to Two-Spirited. Try, back to Two-Spirited. Um, this Saturday, they're going to be at the... Twice, um, twice Blessed. Oh, my gosh. I keep doing <laughs> yeah, it again. Keep doing it. Oh, my Completely gosh. Completely different. Twice Blessed, Which is,
0: Two-Spirited. It's
5: very... It's, it's very close. Very but close. Two-Spirited, I think... I think Two-Spirited, what I'm thinking of, is the Native American... Exactly. Um, yes. Uh, ...tradition. And so, Twice Blessed is yes. the um, LGBT um, Jewish... Uh, group that at, is... At um, Temple Beth Emmeth. Thank you.
2: And if you would like to get more information, you can always email um, Devin at uh, d-f-i-t-z-i-g at templebethemeth.org and that's t-e-m-p-l-e-b-e-t-h e m e t h dot org.
5: Wow, that's a lot. That's exciting. That is, and you know, and um, now are they are they meeting at all? Um, I know at one point they were thinking about having like a regular uh, monthly meeting or I, welcoming.
2: Yeah, I just emailed um yesterday Naomi, who's running the group, and she um emailed me back and said that they're trying to get a regular monthly Great. meeting together. So that's definitely coming up. So if Great. you're interested in the LGBT um. Jewish group, then okay. that is coming in into play. And also not to um to uh leave out any other um, faith. Oh gotcha, things. okay. Um I just i I'm trying to get more and more information. So actually if I'm gonna make a side note and <coughs> plug my RAPs e list. If you have any information about groups or um support things P- groups or support organizations that would be interested in having some publicity on, on RAP's email, um, you can email me at jeremy j-e-r-e-m-y at org. that's
5: <laughs> sorry I just hit myself with the
2: mic, sorry folks in the nose uh, it's at wrap up. RAP is hyphenated between RAP and UP, anyway um, there is a group that meets the first and third Tuesday. Each month from seven to nine at Saint Mary's, and it's an LGBT outreach ministry for oh, at Saint great. Mary's Catholic Church. And I just thought that was very interesting, so I wanted to share that with everyone. Yes, and I also so Saint
5: Mary's the one that's downtown Ann Arbor here, the Student Center. Um, the
2: student? yeah, that's Saint yes Mary's. on William Street. Okay, um, just down the street from our yeah the student student parish. I just thought that was really cool that they yeah. and they made sure that to say that they are. Um, is they're affirming, not necessarily trying to uh, get you to change, <laughs> change you. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then also there's a um, Rainbow Dharma group at uh, the Zen Buddhist Temple, the first Sunday each month at five thirty. Hmm. So I just thought I'd throw those out there since I was bringing up. Uh, That's great. And if you're interested in getting on the email list, I would love to add your name. Um, just send me an email with your name and of course, I would get your email address then, um, to <laughs> jeremy at org. <wrap-up.org. laughs> you can send me your phone number, too, if you want. <laughs> it doesn't matter.
0: Jeremy, this isn't a pickup joint. Yeah, if you're going to send your phone number, send
2: a picture. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding.
5: Oh, my. So um, so what else is, like, like? there's some um, groups and things like this that are meeting at...
2: Oh, yeah. Um, at Wrap, we have groups meeting. Uh, we've just started up a men's group again. Okay. Uh, that's meeting on the second Saturday of every month at RAP at 7.30. Where um, is RAP? RAP is in the wonderful Carrytown district of Ann Arbor Isn't by it? the Farmer's Market and the Out Bar.
5: Oh,
1: great.
2: 325 Braun Court. That's us.
5: Okay. Great.
2: But yeah, we just started up a men's group. i am got people responding for our game night again, which is the fourth Saturday of every month. Um,
0: I'd like to call it the Gay Games. <laughs> Actually, I renamed it
2: to Come Out and Play. Oh, very very good! good. Yeah, trying to rejuvenate the whole game night. Yeah, it's great. That's a good one. And I've gotten more people coming out. Yeah. To play,
5: <laughs> and when uh, when you come to the the, the come out okay. and play, do you um, <laughs> did you just say that over the over the I radio? Said, I'm
2: so gay. Oh, I
5: thought you said okay. You all mind. know I'm so gay. Um, and um, listen to my little thing you all made Which me. we played last week, by the way. Did you? Yes, people loved it. Oh my god. Um, but the uh, when you come to come out and play, do you
2: need to bring a game or will be games be organized? If you have there? like a favorite game, you could bring it. Um, okay. I'm trying to bring snacks and stuff too. Okay. Feed them and they will come. There when, you go. And when is game night again? It is on the fourth Saturday of every month. The fourth at Saturday. Wrap at 7.30.
0: I get, so I have to count my days to figure out what day of the week it is. Okay.
2: Well, that way it's or always the same and on, I don't have to answer Would that it be question. on the calendar? Yes. Would it be if on you your go calendar? to www.wrapup.org, um, it's on the calendar and you can just click on calendar. Great. Terrific. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it, act, it works. It's a great link. Well,
0: thank you so much for being here yet again. It is always Jeremy. a pleasure
2: to be in this fabulous environment. <laughs> I'm sucking the energy right out of both of you because it's great no. energy.
5: Exactly. Well, you know, and because we love having you here, if you want, you can stay for the next segment where we're going to be having Kathy and Claire from the Students for Choice group. Um, and uh, we have an anniversary coming up this, uh, this Sunday. We so do. Um, so please, uh, oh, I Stay Exciting. tuned. Yes, please stay tuned, and um, and and we may have Jeremy, and we'll know what we're what anniversary we're celebrating this uh, uh, this Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's Sunday, right? Yeah, great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Take us out, Alex. <laughs>
5: And and then when he unzipped his pants, <laughs> I was just like, "This was so great!" And I was like,
1: "Wow!" Oh,
5: and the, the president, oh, we're on the air. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> we so, we um, need
0: to do a better job of letting you know we're yeah, on the yeah, air, Come on, you. Alex, tell me.
2: <laughs> uh, people so don't want so to hear your matter. <laughs>
0: Or maybe they do. <laughs> oh, yeah, really.
5: We're trying to get them to listen anyway we can here. Um, hopefully, doesn't people don't turn it off. But anyway, um, but anyway, yes, we do have Kathy and Claire from the Students for Choice group at the University of Michigan. I, I think it is. Yes. yes. Um, so, um, so, what anniversary is coming up this Sunday?
3: Uh, this Sunday is the 33rd anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision that made abortion legal in the U.S.
5: Great. Now, okay, I'm sorry, little side note here. Yes. Why do we say Roe v. raid, not Roe versus Wade?
0: I think it's just shorter.
3: You can oh. say Roe versus Wade. Oh, okay. I didn't the know it was a <laughs> political
5: thing, or, <laughs> yeah, or no, we're no, not we really be. versus. It's just a, you know.
0: <laughs> like they won't be
5: offended. It's a feminist theory that we're trying to practice.
0: <laughs> no, Dan.
5: <laughs> Settle down. So what's going to be happening this uh, Sunday and Monday? I think it's going to be actually happening on Monday. Yeah, um, it's going
3: to be Monday night um, in the Michigan League. Yeah, we are having, uh, we are one of the co-sponsors for an event, uh, which is, we're calling it a Speak Out, and it is at 7 p.m. in the Vandenberg room at the Michigan League, and it's uh, going to be approximately an hour, followed by a short candlelight vigil (laughs) outside, (laughs) (laughs) and we're having speakers and uh, kind of a spiritual ceremony at the vigil.
5: Nice. And who are some of the speakers?
3: Um, Our keynote speaker is Jana Nidifer, who is a visiting scholar at the Center of Education for Women this year. And then we also have Timothy Johnson, who is a professor, and he is kind of going to give the medical perspective. Mm. I think he's an abortion provider or has been, so he will have that kind of a perspective. And then we also have um, Rebecca Warren, who is the executive director from Mayroll. And she's also actually running for uh, a seat in the oh in the Michigan legislature this year. Is but, um, she really?
5: Well, yeah, she, I, you know right. what? I've always told her she needed to do that. And <laughs> yeah. Not that she'd ever listen to me, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Clearly she finally has. Yeah, yeah well, or I <laughs> stopped. stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: really. Yeah.
3: She, so she is going to be um, kind of just giving us an update, giving everyone an update on the legislative things that have been happening in Michigan. Wow. Um, and then we also have Renee Chellian, who is on the Mayoral board, who has her own personal story about abortion. Mm. So she is going to give a different perspective.
5: Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. Um, I've I'm always testing with the the, the number of speakers and, and the short amount of time we always give them. And so it sounds like there's going to be a wealth of information of uh, people talking about various aspects of this. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, is mm-hmm. it all going to be at once or are they going to be like split up in groups or, or different rooms? Or is it all in the Vanden? It's,
4: it's all in the Vandenberg room. Each okay. speaker will probably speak for about 10 or 15 minutes. Okay.
5: Yeah. Great. Wow. And it's a free event?
3: Yes, it's free so. and open to the public. And
5: Great. Great. And um, so how did, um, so why are you involved with the uh, Student for Choice group?
4: <laughs> well, well um, I am pro-choice. Okay.
5: Um, That's always good if yeah. you're a part of this group. Yes, it's exactly.
3: Pro-choice. There's also a lot. Um, there's a lot of need on campus for a group to just, you know, be out there telling people what they can do, where they can get birth control, like what is going on in the whole abortion versus non-abortion world. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think it's a good idea to have people that other one, other people can come talk to mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. are trying to keep updated on things and, you know, talking with people at Planned Parenthood and at Mayroll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So how do you get involved?
3: You can come to our meetings, <laughs> which is actually going on
4: tonight. Um, but it also happens every Wednesday night um, at 8 p.m. in the, on the fourth floor of the Union, the Michigan Union. Wow. Ann Arbor, yeah.
0: You know what I realized? Mm-hmm. We didn't tell people what the Roe v. Wade like a little bit more about That's the That's true. What is Roe v. What, what,
5: what was the decision? Yeah, Meredith. Oh, you <laughs> are. You?
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, or
1: we can always refer <laughs> to or, <yeah>. uh, Kathy <laughs> Claire. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> well, um, the Roe v. Wade decision happened in 1973. Um, it was, there was a woman in Texas who was kind of um, wanted to speak out against the law that said that um, abortion was illegal unless the life of the mother was in danger, and so there was a Supreme Court decision um, that said that abortion was covered under um, the 14th Amendment, which... Um, talks about the right to privacy.
5: Oh, I see. You know what? I never knew <clears throat> that. See. So now, was she wanting to speak out against uh, 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 um, being pro-choice, or was it, or was it something that she, like herself that she felt that she she did not want to carry the child, or um, do we know what the situation was she around it? She
0: was she was pregnant at the time and wanted to be able to have an abortion and okay. couldn't, and so she brought this case against. The court, the court against the state of Texas, basically. Okay. Um But they didn't use her real name, so that's why it's Roe, right. so okay. Jane, it Rowe. Jane Roe. Okay. Yeah. Right. Just okay. like they do John yeah, Doe, they just. Mm-hmm.
5: And Wade was the governor of the state.
0: Yeah, i not. I think it was the governor. So, it was yeah. whoever okay. the the law, whoever signed the law into effect. Okay. Being so, I think it was the governor, and that's how these things work. Is you know you have to start at the state level uh-huh. with some sort of case, and then it moves its way through all the different. Right, legal channels to end up at the Supreme Court. So. Right.
2: So, this is kind of funny, but did they actually speed up the trial so that? No, she, could
0: she actually had to carry the pregnancy to term, and I don't know okay. what happened. I don't know if she hmm. okay. parented or adopted. So. Okay.
5: And, um, and we were saying that the the 14th amendment you said was mm. the, so what, what actually is the 14th? I don't, I mean, not to say you need to quote it in actual <laughs> legal terms, but you were saying it's about privacy. So how did this come under privacy?
3: I think it's mostly privacy of your own body. Like I think mm. the way they interpret it was that you have like a right to a privacy, not having to have the government tell you what to do with your body and your mm-hmm. private parts. <laughs> right, right.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, right, exactly, which is something we talk about a lot on the show of like, you know, look, this is who I am and I can do what I want with my parts.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but oh, we, I talk, will Jeremy, we you know? talk
2: about the private parts all the time. <laughs> um, well, at least Dan does.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: an angel. <laughs>
5: I'll <be that>. mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, so, and so, and so I think, but, um, and there's been a lot of, I guess controversy about that decision ever since. I guess that's a polite way of putting it. And um, yeah,
4: a little bit. And
5: and so I think that it, it so in one sense, I guess you could think of this as a celebration, but also there because it's still it's still on the books, but aren't we I think we're like almost really close to that being overturned. I mean, isn't that what's ha- what's happening with like all the different federal judges that are being uh nominated not to Point any fingers, um, but uh, I guess I can't really point to because he's not here. Um, but, uh, but like, there's been a deterioration of that decision, and, and or, or as some people say, more clarity around that decision. Right. Yeah, um, right. So, how do you feel like with where we're at right now?
3: Um, well, mm. I mean, a lot of things have happened in the past few years that are kind of chipping away at Roe v. Wade. So, I think another point of the event, at least for me, is to um, Be a celebration of the fact that we have the law that protects the right to an abortion, but also kind of a remembrance of the people that are still having trouble, the women that still don't have access to the care, that um, can't afford it, that Mm. don't have a car and can't drive to the next state, you know, if they live in North Dakota or Mississippi and Mm -hmm. can't get an abortion. So it's also kind of a remembrance.
2: Mm -hmm. Now, does Roe v. Wade also um, influence health care at all as far as like birth control in general? Does that have any effect on... I don't
1: think so. it uh, so has a birth, right. birth control.
5: But I think that's a good point because, I mean, we can... I, I love the fact that we can have uh, Viagra, um, mm-hmm. all these male-enhancing drugs and treatments and things, but what do we really know about the women's reproductive system?
3: And Viagra is uh, covered under most insurance plans mm-hmm. and birth control, birth control is not. Is right. Yes,
5: exactly. So it's kind of like, hmm. So I think that's a great... I mean, Yeah, it's I was a just curious if, if,
2: if um, like the pro-choice... Um community has worked a lot with like health,
4: yeah we like on on campus and students for choice, we do a lot with contraceptive equity, which is getting contraceptives covered under health insurance um like we we try and cover like the whole spectrum of choice
3: from contraceptive to abortion to
4: right right
1: our
3: our motto is um Respect the right, reduce the need. So I think a lot of people misconstrue what we are about, and they think mm-hmm. that we're just telling people to go have abortions. But really, I would say our primary objective is to prevent the need for people to have to have to have an abortion. So.
2: Right. I, through
3: education,
5: that's such a great yeah, point. That's, that's I think right. that's one of the things we never really talk about. And. Mm-hmm. I, I, See, it takes a guest to come on and kind of remind <laughs> us at this show. But I think that's a really good point because you're not really fighting for abortion. And I, and I, you know, right. just like they think that Planned Parenthood um, is, uh, that's what they do, you know, 99% of the time, but it's really only like 1% of the work that they're really doing. Mm-hmm. There's okay. a lot more about counseling. There's a lot more about, you know, well, if you, like, well, hello, planning being a parent. <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of like, kind of like the name. Pretty nifty name. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, you know, um, yeah. and and I think that that so there's a lot of like education. I mean, I am I, 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 I'm, a I'm little familiar with this group, um, but it's it's you know with education and getting out there and and also not necessarily talking to legislators to make to 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 make a decision, but also around funding. Yeah, I mean, yes. I think one of the things we're learning with the um, abstinence group, uh, that mm. having people signing the contracts for abstinence and things, is that the. <laughs> the, the students, eight months later, are um, getting pregnant, or they're having some type of sexual. If um, not, they're not even getting pregnant, they're getting some type of STD, sexually transmitted disease or infection. Um, and sometimes, you know, because, and the reason is is because they they were not prepared. They did not have the condom. They did not have the um, proper. Attire, attire. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and accoutrements, uh, uh, I guess, is uh to uh, <laughs> um, to continue, You know, to make sure and 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 because they made that commitment, and so I think that's. In fact, we're finding folks who have made that contract actually get, having more. Um, diseases and infections occurring mm-hmm. than those who are educated, you know, t- um, not necessarily taught, but are skilled in making sure that they have the right accoutrements or yeah. or, or attire um, at the time.
2: Well, the A- HIV rate is going up in Washington County mm-hmm. still. Yes. So, yes. I mean, it, I think they all go hand in hand.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really do. Con- comprehensive sex education, like mm-hmm. contraceptive equity, exactly. access to... Birth control and condoms, and it all has to do with being pro choice, I think. Yes, mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm. yes. So, uh, we're getting toward the end of the segment. So, what is like the one thing that you would want people to know about pro choice? Um, um, before, you know, the well, one thing you want to make sure that's the did. one yeah, that's thing like the
1: hardest question <laughs> well okay let me ask this okay well let me ask this what do you think Meredith well,
5: we're why, not about why is it so important to you then to be I mean you have now made uh, um, a decision to be about uh, be with the Students for Choice group and you obviously are spending time going to the meetings organizing events so apparently there's some drive or need for you what would be the what's the reason why you're um
3: I think one of the reasons uh, is just that it really does affect everyone. And I don't think people realize that until they have a personal experience or know somebody that you know has had to have an abortion, has mm-hmm. maybe adopted, has mm-hmm. anything. And it really does affect everyone at some point, mm-hmm. most likely. So I think it's really important to get the word out there and to educate people so that they know how to make educated choices about know mm-hmm. yeah. Having babies, not having babies. Yeah. <laughs> or even just having sex.
4: Yeah. I also just think it's it's a really important part of...